Father, we do give thanks to you for Becky. And we give thanks for all the work she has done today. And we give thanks that she has meditated on your word. And we give thanks that you have spoken to her. And we pray now that you would bless us as we hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Kai. So we are on our final week, for now, of Fruits of the Spirit. Um, A couple of weeks ago, Liz mentioned how um, every week, um, as kind of we've gone through these, there's a habit of sort of thinking, oh, this one's tricky, and then you get to the next one. Oh, that's even more tricky. Well, we've landed at self-control. And I don't know how many of you are a bit like me. When you hear the word self-control, A, I immediately think of biscuits, Um, (laughs) and B, um, I sort of inwardly cringe and think, oh no, I've got to speak about this. I'm not sure how much self-control I've got and how much kind of authority I've got to speak on it. But what we're talking about tonight is not really about whether or not we have the extra cookie. Last week, um, when Kai was speaking, he talked about how the fruit of the Spirit are not learnt behaviours. And all week, I've been really pondering this. I totally agree, and yet, it really challenges me, because I'm the sort of person who can do things much more easily than just be. And so, learning something, well, that's okay. You kind of get on with it, don't you? And you learn it. But where does it leave me if I need to grow fruit of the Spirit? Perhaps that's something that you identify with as well. But self-control in our society, I don't think it's one that's very popular. I think um, that a talk I listened to years ago talked about Generation Me, that sense of entitlement, that sense where people um, can do anything, they can be anything, anything that they want, they can have anything. And yet I think most of us know that that's not quite how the world works. So I don't think society encourages us to really have self-control. And yet we see this mention of self-control in the fruit of the Spirit. We also see it in um, Galatians, in the original fruit of the Spirit list. And it's only in one other place in the New Testament in Acts. But it's not in the Gospels at all, where you might expect it. And in some ways, that's really um, quite strange, because self-control is obviously something that's really kind of a good thing to have. And it links with so many things that we are encouraged to do in our Christian journey. It's also quite bizarre, because self-control was really important. It was really valued in the Hellenistic world in the um, Greek culture at the time that Peter was writing. And it seemed to be important because you wanted to be in charge of yourself, in control of oneself, rather than being a slave to someone or something and being under control of another person. So this idea of self-control was seen as a real virtue. And yet, for good reason, it's not sort of smattered throughout the New Testament. When you look up that Greek word that, is, um, that comes up in those three places, um, there's a kind of talking of self-mastery. 
Well, I don't know um, how many of you have got um, kind of a, a skill where you would see that you are um, a master in it. But according to some research um, by uh, Dr. Erickson, who is based in Florida, but also a guy called Malcolm Gladwell, who wrote a book about it. To get to um, master's level in something, you're talking about potentially around 10,000 hours of practicing or studying, roughly sort of 10 years. Having said that, when I Googled this, a lot of people... Well, there's lots of different opinions. So I've got um, sort of a range of hours from 728 to 16,120. There is quite a difference. But whichever way you look at it, we're talking about a long time if you're going to master something. So self-mastery, does that kind of shed any more light? But then we join those two things together and think about perhaps the reason that we don't see this word used so much in the New Testament is because what's the role of self in relation to God? Do we want to be sort of in control of ourselves so much that it's us that's governing what is going on? So going back to the fruit of the Spirit, um, I was doing midweek communions this past week um, and it was one of those times when I opened up the Little Red Prayer Book and thought, oh, I like the lectionary at this point. Because all the readings just fitted together like a glove. Um, and it was on Fruit of the Spirit as well, which was also quite convenient. For those of you who are not familiar with the lectionary, sometimes they don't fit so much together like a glove and they're just a bit, well, not so glove-like. <laughs> <laughs> But this week, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Psalm and the Gospel, they all had this kind of flow of growth, of trees by water, of the fruit of the Spirit, this pruning um, construct that we've been talking about when um, unproductive bits are clipped off, and the contrast between good and bad fruit. And it brought me back to this idea of growth. Self-control as a fruit of the Spirit and growth. We need right conditions for growth. Growth is a process. So um, this year in the Vicarage Garden, um, there's been a variety of things growing, not the quite sort of triffid-like um, polytunnel as there was last year. But I like courgettes, um, and there have been a lot of them um, being grown. And... Um, I've planted quite a lot of seeds, and actually, despite not being on commission, I would recommend seeds from a local discount supermarket that you can get in town. Much, much better than any other ones I've ever got before. Anyway, I planted the seeds. I watered them. I covered them with, like, some propagator lids, um, so they've got a bit more warmth, they've got a bit more moisture, and I put them somewhere light. They um, live on the windowsills. If you come to the vicarage at sort of planting germination season, the windowsills are full of these containers and then nothing happens and then eventually we get some tidy seed, tiny seedlings then they get a bit bigger and you have to put them in different pots then they grow some more and you're starting to see tiny courgettes and this year I was thinking this is very quick are they actually going to grow they did I was happy and then you get to the point where they're big enough to harvest but it is a process it doesn't happen immediately it doesn't happen according to my timing. 
And if you don't give it patience and time, along with the right conditions, then like kind of you, you might as well not have done it. If I'd have given up sort of in the sort of week, two week mark before they'd germinated, I'd have missed out on all the delicious courgettes that we've been having in recent weeks. Equally, if they'd had the wrong conditions, they would have been stunted, stunted. There would have been less produce on them or no fruit what's at all. So bearing in mind that my last biology study was a while ago, I googled what plants need just in case there were any kind of that weren't immediately coming to mind. Um, and I came up with this list, or rather Google came up with this list, of light, air, water, nutrients and space. And I thought, what can we learn from what plants need to what we need for growth? Well, light. We've got Jesus' example, the bringer of light. The air. We've got the Holy Spirit active in us. Water and nutrients. We've got God's word and teaching feeding us. And space, the church, fellowship, our Christian communities. So self-control as a fruit of the spirit, it's all about a consequence of growth with God. If we place ourselves for optimal, for maximum growth, it's going to end better. If I put my um, plants on a sunny patio, they're going to grow much better than if I lock them away in a dark broom cupboard, unless I was trying to grow mushrooms. Our part is the positioning of ourselves so that we can grow. We can't make that growth happen because it's not a learned skill. I planted those seeds, I watered them, I put them in a sunny spot. But it's not me doing the growing. That's nature and the plants. I can't make them grow no matter how sort of intently I stare at them or how much I kind of will them to grow. That's not how it works. Self-control isn't about trying hard, but it is about allowing God to work in us and change us. It's the both and of playing our part and letting God play his part. Because God is gentle and he's not going to force things on us. So when I was reading through today's passage... I got to verse 5 when it talks about supporting your faith. And I just love the idea of trellis, that um, the things that you put and plants grow up, they climb. But that idea of um, that support for plants to grow up, the support for our faith. And you've got self-control in the middle of that list, each one building on the other. I also decided to grow some monge too this year. And the first kind of lot that I planted, I just sort of planted in a container and I didn't really give it the right support. And consequently, they're a bit of a mess. They're growing all over the place. You can't really see where the, um, the pods are. And also, we'll ignore the fact that the seed was a bit dodge. But when I did the second planting, um, I had got some new seed. But also, I decided to make a teepee. Um, it's got canes. It's a nice little kind of pyramidy type thing to climb up. It's got trellis to support it. 
And so these peas, they look nice, they're secure. You can see what's growing. You can even, like, you can go and pick them. They're not hanging all over the floor. It's got that support to do what it's supposed to do. And that list, those things are not necessarily easy. But there is that support that self-control is in the middle of. That discipline of us letting God be God and us not trying to be God. That means that we can put ourselves in the right place. We can create the right habits try and do the right things to help ourselves. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's easy not to do the things that we know are good for us. Whether that's having one too many cookie, whether that's getting in the car instead of taking a walk, whether it's thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure which bit of my Bible to read today, so I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow becomes the next day. And because some things... If you get out of the habit, it's easier not to do. And that goes for each of us, not just, like, if you've got this, it doesn't suddenly mean that it's easy. But if we play our part, if we live our lives with that kind of self-control as discipline, it can help us to do the things that it might be easier not to sometimes. If you get into a habit of doing the things that it's putting you in the place where you can grow, where you can allow God to cultivate himself in us. It's about what God does in us and how we live our lives, holding those two things in tension so that we can then grow and demonstrate the fruit of the spirit. But it's as God grows it in us, day by day, week by week, year by year. So where does that leave us? as we get to the end of this series on the fruit of the spirit. Is there something that we as individuals need to do, something we need to cultivate, a place we need to put ourselves in order that there might be more chance of growth? And that might be a specific thing for each one of us. It might be really kind of remembering those things that actually, just like plants need light, we have got Jesus' example to follow. We know that he walked the earth. He was human. He can, we can identify with him and he with us because he's not kind of abstract to the situation. That air, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, guiding us, changing us. But we need to put ourselves in a position when we're willing for that to happen. We're not passive in this situation, and yet it doesn't all depend on us. The water and the nutrients. Are we immersing ourselves in God's word? Are we listening to teaching? Are we engaging? Are we discussing? And that space. Are we regularly part of church? In the building online? Are we part of a life group or a home group? A Christian community where we can have fellowship, where we can bounce things off each other, where if there's things we don't understand, we can talk them through and we can put ourselves in a place where we can grow. Do we have our trellis in place where we can develop those disciplines, where God can grow self-control 
is in us. And in all of that is one of the ways that we can have and demonstrate self-control is being disciplined to remember that God is God and that we are not and to live in that truth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you give it to us so that we can learn. Thank you that you give us what we need to grow. Would you help us to be fruitful with these gifts of the Spirit? Lord, that right now, even now, if there's something that we're struggling with, something um, from all these fruit of the Spirit that we've been talking about in recent weeks, that you're sort of poking us that we need to deal with. Lord, would you just speak to us afresh now? And above all, would you help us to remember that you are God and that we are not. And that that's a good thing. And we get to live in that truth and in that promise.